0: Yeah, so we will continue reading about the planning aspect that we had delved into earlier. Um, Now, Peter Drucker notes that profit is needed to pay for attainment of the objectives of the business. Profit is a condition of survival it is the cost of failure the cost of staying in business so undertake an enterprise only after consulting with men chosen for their worth then nothing will be impossible to achieve in today's business it is common to seek advice from consultants before starting a new venture from this kural one can infer that this, this practice of consulting experts is not a new one but an old one the use of an outside consultant adds to the professionalism of the project and choosing the right one is key to the successful operation in choosing a consultant one must ensure the following members of the consulting team must be people that you can talk to openly and honestly they must truly listen the consulting group must have solid credentials The consultants should have a record of accomplishment and solid references. You and your associates must feel comfortable with the consultants. The members of the group should be empathetic. They should have strong presentation skills, both orally and in writing. They should have the capability to implement the program or or be available for follow-up and counseling if they do not participate in the implementation. To think through the business needs requires somebody who knows and understands the highly specialized information field. This is far too much information for anyone but a specialist to find his way around. To begin a business, we need a vision and direction. According to Stephen Covey, having sound advice from consultants based on a market realities is akin to navigating more by compass than by map there are enterprises that tempt with great profit but which perish even the capital itself wise men will not undertake them in today's world we classify business into normal business and speculative business while in normal business, the risk-reward ratio is reasonable. In speculative business, the potential for high profits is high, but is, so is the possibility of losing capital. Generally, banks and institutional investors do not invest in such businesses. The Tirukural says wise men will not take risks in enterprises where the possibility of losing capital is high. The men who fear to be ridiculed by others do not take up any enterprise where there is lack of clarity. The Tirukural advocates full clarity before undertaking any venture. This matches with the current-day concept of well-defined goals and objectives. Peter Drucker has written a great deal, of, a deal on the late nature, relevance and importance of objectives for the business. The very mission of a business, the purpose for which it exists, should be capable of being translated into objectives, if not actions, would not translate into achievement of worthiness of worthwhile results. Sorry. There are a number of examples in history about good and well-intentioned leaders who are not best known for their achievements. What then is the nature of objectives? They should be action statements through which a mission of a model of a business is realized. They should encompass what the business is and what it will be and what it should be. They should be capable of being translated into specific targets. A complex business has several requirements and multiple objectives which need to be balanced. In fact... Objectives are needed for all areas on which the survival of a business depends. According to Colin Turner, a business without a vision has often been likened to a ship in the midst of an ocean that has lost both its rudder and sails. When the ocean is calm, the ship will not face any problem. However, when the weather changes, the ship is submerged by external influences. Hence. If the goals and objectives of a business are not determined with meticulous planning, it will be driven in the wrong direction. You will be ruined if you do things that ought not to be done or you do not do things which ought to be done. When somebody is faced with a problem, they have to infer that they may be doing something that they should be doing and are not doing something they should be doing. If they fail to analyze this and take remedial action, they will be ruined. For example, a bank saddled with the problem of non-performing assets should attempt to improve the quality of assets by shifting its financing patterns in favor of assets or loans where likelihood of its becoming non-performing assets is less. That is, they should finance low-risk assets and stop financing high-risk ones. Unless they do both, they cannot sustain in the long run. They will be ruined. Let the deed you d- you decide to do be above reproach for the world does not accept any man stooping to a deed that is beneath himself this qural refers to what men in top positions should not do we often see men in exalted positions such as presidents governors and corporate heads get into money or sex scandals and other inappropriate activities When it comes to public knowledge, their reputations are irretrievably ruined, and they fall into disgrace. People at high levels, therefore, should conduct themselves with dignity and shun anything that is not in keeping with their standard in society. Integrity in leaders is an invaluable human trait that guides them to right action, based on a sense of honor and respect. Knowing the right thing to do and actually doing it is having integrity. Colin Turner observes that, as a leader, if you preach something and practice the opposite to save yourself, you will never convince anyone. Integrity is a quality that makes people trust you. In turn, trust is the basis of strong relationships. In this connection, the story of the Greek philosopher Socrates who not only preached the right action but practiced it as well, is worth noting. When Socrates had been sentenced to death by the government for what were considered highly controversial views, his friends urged him to escape with a plan they had devised. Socrates firmly rejected the plan, saying he would practice what he had preached all his life, obey the law. In giving up his life rather than live without his integrity, Socrates set a great example about practicing what you preach. Judgment to Strength This involves assessing the building on core competencies. In recent days, SWOT analysis, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and strength and threats has become an important concept for assessment and evaluation of an enterprise. Further, SWOT analysis has to be done constantly to change the strategy and ensure midway course correction. The same concept is talked about in the Tirukural. It says, Before starting an enterprise, weigh justly the difficulty of the enterprise, your own strength and the strengths of your associates and the strength of your competitors. A person who knows his own capabilities has assessed the capability needed for a particular venture, learned what he ought to learn and who does not overstep the limits of his capability and knowledge. He will not fail. Many people who have overestimated their strengths and ventured into things which they are not capable of have failed halfway. These chorals clearly emphasize the importance of SWOT analysis before arriving at any decision. Every enterprise has to build on its strengths and opportunities and carefully come out of its weaknesses and threats. This exercise is called building on one's core competencies. SWOT analysis is usually done by benchmarking, that is, comparing one's performance with the best in the industry, or better yet, with the best anywhere in business. Benchmarking assumes that what one organization can do, any other organization can do as well. And it assumes that being at least as good as the leader is a prerequisite to being competitive. Further, to attain leadership, one should be able to do something others cannot do at all or find it difficult to do even poorly. It rests on core competencies that create market or customer value due to special ability of the producer or supplier. Core competencies are different for every organization. They are, so to speak, part of an organization's personality. For example, innovation could be a core competency for some organizations. For some others, speed of execution could be a core competency. Based on its core competency, every organization has to establish a profitable, sustainable position against the forces that determine the industry competition. There are three generally successful strategic approaches to outperforming other firms and establish a profitable and sustainable position in the industry one cost leadership two differentiation three focus and we'll go over these in the next session so stay tuned